Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thankful and grateful this evening. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us this wonderful opportunity to gather at your feet to hear you. Oh, what a privilege it is to hear your word. Therefore, Spirit of God, we ask that you minister to our hearts. Let the words that will proceed out of my mouth not be of man's wisdom, but let it be the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. We thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Well, why don't you clap for our instrumentalists and our praise and worship team. Wow. I think um, God is working on them. And we thank God for Brother Andy, for the patience we have. Wonderful. Well, tonight, I want us to continue with the series of messages we've been sharing for some time now. We've been talking about the call, the call of God, the call. We've been talking about the call, and um, we've shared this message for some few weeks now. And uh, I want us to read our foundational scripture, why we even want to talk about the call and why it applies to all of us, the call of God. So let's turn to John chapter 15 and verse 16. John 15 and verse 16. And it says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This is the reason why we talk about the call and it applies to all of us. As a Christian, Jesus says, you have not chosen him, but he has chosen you and he has ordained you, ordained you, set you apart, made you special, 
that you should go and bring forth fruit. So every Christian is chosen by Jesus and ordained to go and bring forth fruit. And you have an obligation to ensure that your fruit remain. Now when you fulfill this part of the scripture, then there's a promise that follows. And the promise is that if you do this, then whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, the Father will give it to you. Hallelujah. And this is why we have included ourselves in the call of God. And so, we have been looking at the characteristics of the people that God has called. We are looking in the Bible, and we are looking at people that God has called. And when you look at the people that God has called, then you can identify with them. You look at yourself and you say, if God used this person, then God can use me. If God called this person, then God can call me. So we are looking at people who God called and God used in their ministry. And we went through a series of people. And number one, what did we say? We look at the characteristics of the people that God calls. What is the first characteristic we looked at? We said God calls failures. God calls failures. People who fail at something. If you fail at anything, you are a potential person that God will call. God calls failures. Hallelujah. We look at Moses. How that Moses considered himself a failure. Moses tried to lead people and he was a total failure and he became um, um, a fugitive. He had to run away. Amen. He ran away and in the course of this, God met him. Hallelujah. God met him. So God uses failures. We shared a lot about this. God uses failures. The messages are all available. Listen to them. It will bless you. And number two, what did we say? God calls unworthy people. People who do not feel worthy. People who are not considered by men as worthy. God uses such people. God calls unworthy people. Moses said, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. He understood and he felt in himself that if God is going to use anyone, it will not be him. He didn't feel worthy. When you feel like that about yourself, you are the kind of person that God is interested in. Amen. So we are looking at several characteristics and we are saying the reason why God does this, the reason why God does that is so that you will not take glory for what he is doing. Do you understand? And God intentionally chooses what no man will choose. When men identify certain characteristics in you and they choose you, then they know that it is because of those characteristics you have. They, know, they think that it's because of those skills you have. It's because of your background. It's because of your school. It's because of your education. And so for that reason, God does not use any criteria 
that man uses to choose people. Hallelujah. Man has set of criteria to choose. Men have set of criteria to choose a wife. And women also have certain criteria they look at to choose a husband. Do you understand? And if you go by the way that God would choose, you will never choose any of those people. Hallelujah. And so for the ministry, God chooses people not based on man's characteristics or man's choices or man's criteria. And we look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians. There's a scripture we look at in 1 Corinthians We want to look at that scripture one more time before we continue. First Corinthians chapter chapter 1 verse 26. First Corinthians 1 and 26. It says, For ye see your calling. So it's God is talking to Christians that he has called. Do you understand? This scripture is not for pastors. Are you called? Are you called? Yes. Are you called? Yes. yes. You are called. You are called. So this scripture pertains to you. Are you called? This section. Yes. Only five people are called. Are you called? Yes. yes. So he said, for ye see your calling, brethren. You see your calling, brethren. Not you see your calling, pastors. Christians. You see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many wise men in the eyes of men, wise in the, in the sense of man, wise by man's definition. Not many wise men after the flesh. When you look at your calling, you realize that not many wise men after the flesh. That means not many wise men according to the choices of man. Not many wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. When you look at man's criteria, when you look at the people who are called, you realize that based on man's criteria, you will not find a lot of wise men. You, based on man's criteria, you will not find a lot of mighty men. You will not find a lot of noble men. You will not find them. Then he says, but God had chosen this is what God has chosen. The foolish things of the world. Why are they foolish? They are foolish because it is based on man's criteria. When it's man's criteria, they are foolish things. And those are the things that God has chosen. He said God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You know, I want you to really understand this scripture because once we understand this particular scripture, then all the characteristics make sense to us. Then we understand why God will use such a thing. Is that clear? Yes. It says, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise or to fool the wise. The wise of the world. To fool them. To confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The weak things. Things that are weak. Things that men consider, when we look at you, you are not a, such a strong person. You can't do this type of work. 
you're not such strong, you know. Those are the kind of people that God will choose. Do you understand? Moses was not that tough. God described him as meek in all of his house. Very humble. And such was a person that God chose to lead a whole nation. To take a nation out of another nation. This was the person that God chose. So it says, God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world. Base. Base. Like, you are base. Bottom. Yes. Base things of the world and things which are despised. Things which are despised. Do you understand? Things which are despised. We don't like the way you talk. You, you are irritating the way you talk. You are, dis, you are despised. Do you understand? Things which are despised had God chosen. Despised by men. We are talking about all in the, 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 the wisdom of men. After the flesh. So things which are despised had God chosen. Yea, and things which are not. Things which are nothing. Things which you consider as Useless. Useless. When men think of you as useless, when men have no hope in you, you are the type that God is interested in. When you feel despised, you are the type that God is interested in. Next time you feel base, you are, you are amongst a group, you feel like nobody considers you as any valuable person. You are the type. Remember that God is interested in you. So it says, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. And the reason is, in verse 29, it says that no flesh should glory in his presence. That is the reason. That no flesh will glory in the presence of God. No flesh will glory in his presence. Hallelujah. And this is why God uses base people. This is how God uses failures. When men consider you as a failure, God is interested in you. When men consider you as unworthy, not worthy of this call, God is interested in you. The next one, what did we say? God calls people who have been rejected. Rejects. God calls people who have been rejected. When men reject you, God takes you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When men reject you, next time you feel rejected, turn around and see God calling you. Amen. God is interested in such people. The next one, number four. God calls people who are not believable. People who are not believable. Amen. Amen. People who are not believable. Some of you, if you were to become a pastor and you stand here one day, some classmates will walk in here and they will not believe that you are called. They will not believe that you are serious. People who are not believable. God calls such people who are not believable. Amen. People who are not believable. Moses said in Exodus 4 verse 1, and Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me. They will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. 
For they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto thee. When you say, God appeared unto you, they will say, where? Where? They will not believe you. They will not believe that God appeared. So Moses said, they will not believe me. He didn't feel that the, the people would believe in him. But when you feel like that, God is interested in you. God is interested in you. The next one. People with inferiority complex. God calls people with inferiority complex. When you feel, when you have a complex about you, God is interested in you. When you have a low degree of, a low degree of perception about yourself, God is interested in you. Hallelujah. God is interested in people who have inferiority complex. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we, the way we feel about ourselves, we don't even feel we can appear before people. We feel that there are too many people who are high that we are not the type that should stand before them. You are the type that God is interested in. Hallelujah. The next one. God called people who have failed at earlier attempts at ministry. You tried something in the ministry and you failed. God is interested in you. You tried joining the choir. It didn't work. God is interested in you. You tried singing solo. It didn't work. God is interested in you. Amen. Amen. You tried learning the keyboard. It didn't work. God is interested in you. You tried doing anything in the ministry. You tried area fellowship. It didn't work. Don't let the enemy put you down. God is interested in such a person. Hallelujah. God is interested in you. Anything that you have tried before in the ministry that did not work should make you now say to yourself that I am the type that God is interested in. God is interested in you. The next one. God calls people who are not eloquent. God calls people who are not eloquent. Amen. Amen. When you are not eloquent, you don't speak well. You know, there are some people who speak very well. You know, there are some people, they speak very well. And so when you see a person like that, you think that this is the person that God has called. Do you understand? And you look at people like that and you say, I cannot talk like that. I don't speak like this person. Sometimes even the way you, when you are speaking, is, there's no eloquency about the way you talk. Do you understand? Sometimes the accent is very heavy. Very heavy. Do you understand? And so when you look at the people who are listening to you, you feel that this is not the place. You say, perhaps next time. Do you understand? But you are the type that God is interested in. I say you are the type that God is interested in. When you say my grammar is not proper at all. He says, he says oh, we want you to come and share. You say, me? Oh, are you serious? And then you think that the people are laughing at you. You see, but you are the type that God is interested in. When you feel that about yourself, God is interested in you. God is not interested in people who feel confident in themselves. That is what I'm trying to get you to understand. When you feel confident in yourself, 
you are, you are having the wisdom of men. And you are going by the criteria of men. God is not interested in you. But when you have no confidence in yourself, you have no confidence in yourself, God is interested in you. Hallelujah. Moses said unto the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. I am not eloquent. Neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. You see, sometimes you will feel that if God has really called you, then you should change your way of talking to kind of fit the core. Do you understand? So Moses was saying, I am not eloquent. And I have not been eloquent even since you met me and you've been talking to me. Nothing has changed. Amen. He says, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. I'm not the type that should stand before people to minister. But you are the one that God is interested in. What is the next one? God calls young people. God calls young people. God is interested in young people. Hallelujah. You read the story in um, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1. And um, Jeremiah felt he was too young. He said the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priest that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the carrying away of Jerusalem, captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Listen to this. He says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. This is very powerful. You know, this, this scripture changes my understanding about anyone that God has called. You see, because sometimes we feel that... Um, Oh, this person is too... You see, you would think that, oh, this person was just born. Do you understand? But he was born a prophet. He was born a prophet. So you see, if you see this baby walking around with diaper, you know, and you know, you are telling the mom, oh, pick him up and go and change him. Pick him. And then you remember all of these things. You remember him running around and coming back and forth, and then Soon, this child is standing in front of people and he says, I am a prophet. Do you understand? You will feel, ah, are you serious? <laughs> I know you very well. <laughs> I was there when you were born. You see, when we were, you know, in the, in the medical field, you know, sometimes you will, in the outpatient, you will get a, a patient that will come and see you, an old old person, you know, and when they come to see you, you see, such people, they are interested in, you know, someone with gray hair, you know, they want to see a physician that is gray hair, you know, beard, you know, and with glasses that is like to the nose, you know, and you have to have a certain 
look. Do you understand? And, you know, you have to have a certain look. Your glasses has the string, you know, and they sit with you, that kind of, they have confidence in a person like that. But when they come and they see a young person like this, you know, and then you welcome and then you, hello, ma'am. You know, or especially the, um, the males are the ones that are older men. You say, so what brings you here today? You know, mm, my son, I'm not well, I'm not well, you know. Mm, I'm not well, I'm not well. Yeah, but what is the specific problem? I'm not well, I'm not well. You know, they don't want to open up. They know you can't handle, you can't handle their issues. You know, you say, son, son, I'm not well. I'm not well. You know, they, went, they want to see the real doctor. The one, you know. So, and then they'll ask you, how long have you been doing this? Ah, <laughs> 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 hey, how long? <laughs> you see, so they, they, are not, they are not confident in a person like that. Do you understand? They, are not, they don't have confidence in a person like that. But this is a prophet who was ordained even before he was out of the womb. He was sanctified, ordained before he was born. Do you understand? And so when this person is standing before you and you, are not, you don't understand the ways of God and you don't understand God's choices, you may say he's too young. She's too young. When did she come? When did he come? She's too young. You see, and you cannot receive from a person like that. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You cannot receive. But this is a fully ordained prophet that is standing before you. Amen. Amen. God is interested in young people. God calls young people. So the prophet said, he says, before, the scripture says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then this is a prophet. You see, you, you know yourself. And you know the society you live in. And you know that people with beard and gray hair are respected. Do you understand? See, I'm teaching you something that you... And I want you always to reflect on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 to 29. Because all of this is based on man's criteria. The wisdom of man. The choices that man makes. Do you understand? And what man considers as old. What man considers as mature. A mature person. Do you understand? What man considers as experienced, qualified. So he understands also. You that they say you are a prophet, you understand that prophets don't look like this. Do you understand? Because you know how men receive prophets. So he says, then said I, ah, Lord God. You know, it's like you're teasing me. Huh? You're joking with me. He says, ah, Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. I am a child. He was not lying. He says, I am a child. Then the scripture said, 
But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. Do not say that. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Do not say, I am a child. Say not, I am a child. He said, even before I formed thee, I knew you. I knew the parts. I knew what I was putting together. I knew the type of mind, the eyes, the mouth that I was putting together. I knew what I was making. And before you came forth, I have formed you already and I have ordained you, sanctified you. A prophet. Do you understand? God is very much interested in young people. Very interested in young people. Young people are energetic. You know, I saw one of them wearing a t-shirt. It says, young and reckless. They are, they are reckless. They are able to take adventures. Do you understand? So God is interested in young people. They can travel. They can go anywhere. They are not embarrassed. Do you understand? They never get tired. They never get tired. That's the truth. They never tired. They can, they can stay up all night and in the morning they get up to go to school. You cannot do that. And God is interested in people like that. You, you cannot do it. You can't. If God says, wait on me and he has not spoken, you will fall asleep. But young people, they are energetic. And God is interested in that energy. God is interested in that zeal. I say God's choices, they are not man's choices. Young people, they are not embarrassed by anything. They are not embarrassed. You refuse them, they will ask again. You see, if you invite someone and the person doesn't come to church, I've called them three times, you get discouraged. Young people, they want something from you. They... My last son, my... If you want something from, don't promise him that you are you are going to give him something. Hey, <laughs> he will be asking you and asking you and asking. He will be asking you. You have to get it. You can be angry and say it's too much. Why you keep asking me? He will stop for five minutes. He will ask you again. They are not embarrassed. They are not ashamed. Amen. Amen. Young people. God is interested in young people. They're very aggressive. You see how young people can social network. They can connect to people so easily. You you don't even know how to use it. You don't even know how to use it. They can spread the gospel. God is interested in young people. Young people easily make friends. They make friends easily. You see, you, 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 you are too conscious of yourself. You are too conscious of... Young people, they don't mind that they are coming to share Christ with you and you refuse. They will go to the next person. But you, you are too conscious of yourself. And so you, 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 you look... This person, is he going to... Maybe not. Khadija, isn't that so? That's how we, we go witnessing. You check. Let me see the way... You know, you are checking... <laughs> You say, not this one, not this one. <laughs> Let me try the one that is coming. <laughs> the way he's looking at me, not this one. 
But young people, you, you see, when you see somebody walking too fast, you don't want to stop the person in case you'll be angry with you. But young people, they'll be walking with them, talking to them. They'll run. Never tie. Never tie. Never embarrass. Amen. God is interested in young people. The next one, the next one, I didn't give you another one, did I? God calls people who are fearful. God calls people who are fearful. Fearful. You see, when you go for an interview for any job and they see you are a fearful person, they will not hire you. They want someone that is bold. Someone who has confidence in himself. Do you understand? If they see that you don't have confidence and that everything they ask you say, oh, by the grace of God. <laughs> and then you, yes, please. Oh. Do you think, do you think you can do this? Oh, by the grace of God. I think I can do it. Abena, do you think they will hire you? No. Even if you have not done the thing before, they want you to say, oh, I can handle this. This, me, I can do it. You see, you are the type that men will choose if you talk like that. But if you depend on God and you de- <laughs> and then you say, can you do it with prayer and supplication? <laughs> you go for an interview. <laughs> is it with prayer and supplication. Oh, I can do this. By the grace of God. Man, can you do it or you cannot do it? By the grace of... Get out, get out, get out. They will, they will, they will drive you out. And say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens <laughs> Can you do it? I can do all things. They will not hire you. Trust me. They will not hire you. That is why, you see, that is why... People, are, people have propensity to lie. Do you understand? Yeah. Even Christians. You, you are a fearful person, but they have taught you to be confident. So as they are talking, you are looking in their face like this. And then you are reminding yourself, don't take your eyes off the face. Don't take your eyes off. But that's not how you brought up. That's not how you were brought up. Do you understand? And then you keep reminding yourself, look in the face. Look at the face. Look at the face. Because you want to show them that you have confidence. You have confidence in yourself. But God chooses fearful people. People who are fearful. God chooses fearful people. You know, it's a fearful thing to do the work of God. It's a fearful thing. Do you understand? Special people. People that Jesus died for. And you are going to be you are going to speak to them. It's a fearful thing. Do you understand? Yeah. So it is normal to be, to be fearful at the calling. And God is interested in that. Amen. I said God is interested in that. Amen. You are afraid. Sometimes you are afraid that even this is not going to work. They say go and start a ministry. Start this. You are afraid that it's not going to work. A lot of uncertainty. And you are not confident. God is interested in you. Sometimes you are afraid of the embarrassment that people will laugh at you. You are the kind that God is interested in. Hallelujah. 
you are afraid that the people may not even receive you. The people that you are going to minister to, you are afraid that they may not receive you. God is interested in you. Hallelujah. Sometimes if you, especially if you are a person who were a big problem to a pastor, you know, you used to give headache to your pastor. You used to give a lot of trouble to your pastor. And now it is your turn to do something. Then you are afraid. And then you, you are afraid hundred times because you think everyone is like you. Do you see? And then you are afraid. You are afraid that people will do even worse to you. Repent. God will help you. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 1. It says, Be not afraid of their faces. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Verse 9. He says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Wow. Amazing. This is a person who was afraid. Go back to verse 9 and verse 8 again and look. He says, be not afraid of their faces. Sometimes the faces of the people can make you afraid. You know, there are some people, they intentionally try to intimidate you. They come with certain face. And they sit in the front. They come to sit in the front and they, they, intend, they intend to intimidate you. Do you understand? When everyone is laughing, they're looking at you. What is funny? And then they are looking at you. What are you doing? You, are you not embarrassed at what you are doing? You see, they intentionally give you a face. So God said, do not be afraid of their faces. They are demons. Do not be afraid of their faces. They come and they sit in the front. Please, if you are sitting in the front, you can't intimidate me. I'm telling you. <laughs> you cannot intimidate me. I'm not afraid of your faces. I am not afraid of your faces. <laughs> and did you see? Be not afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Sometimes you are playing your thing and the key is not connecting and then don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Sometimes even young kids, young people are doing things and then grown-ups, instead of cheering them up, their faces, very discouraging. Very discouraging. But you see, you will realize that they will go and do the same thing somewhere else. 
And because of the people's reception and the applaud, and you see how the power comes. So God is saying, do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. When you, whenever you see people's faces and they are intimidating, remember that God is there to deliver you. Amen. He says, For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Amen. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. I have put that my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day, this day, the day that this person is feeling fearful, the day that this person is feeling not called, that very day, you see, it's amazing the type of people that God calls. You will not feel that God has called a person like that. When even you, as you are there, you are saying to yourself, no, I am a child. No, I am not eloquent. No, I cannot speak. No, I can't do this. That very day, as you were just talking, that time, there is something about you that you don't even know about yourself. That very day, the Bible says, see, I have this day set over thee, set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. That moment that you are feeling that way, I have, you have no idea what I have set you over. You have no idea. If you only you rely on God. He said, I have set over I, I have set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant all of this in you. Go down to verse 17. Verse 17. He says, Thou therefore, thou therefore, you see, this is all you need to do. Thou therefore, Salam. He says, get up thy loins. Other version says, dress up for the work. You just dress up for the work. Just get ready. He says, thou therefore, get up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces. Be not dismayed at their faces. Lest I confound thee before them. If you, if you are afraid of their face, I will embarrass you before them. <laughs> That's what God is saying. If you show them that you are intimidated, I will embarrass you. So, do not be afraid of their faces. One strategy is not to look at faces which are intimidating. People who don't laugh, don't, like, don't look at their faces. People who don't clap, don't look at their faces. People who don't cheer up, ignore their faces. Amen. Amen. He says to root. He says, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day, this day. Wow. I have made thee this day a defense city. You know, let's read these last two scriptures in the New Living Translation. He says, for see, today, I have made you strong like a fortified city. I have made you, the, as the person is feeling, I am not eloquent. I am a child. I am weak. I can't do this. I am, I'm afraid. 
God is saying, this day, this day, I have made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured. Like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. Not bronze, like your bronze wall. No, that's not strong. <laughs> like a bronze wall, you will stand against the whole land, the kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah. You will not think that you can do something like that. As you are sitting there, I'm telling you. As you are sitting there. Huh? Salome, as you are sitting there, you have no idea. You have no idea the way God perceives you. But you look at how men look at you. You have no idea. Nancy, do you understand? You have no idea how God perceives you. He says that he has made you like a fortified city. Strong city, that cannot be conquered. That cannot be captured. That is how you are. Bronze wall. Iron pillar. Iron pillar. Wow. But you see, you can't, you, you, you can't see. And the reason why you cannot see that of yourself is you can't see yourself through the eyes of God. You are looking at yourself through the eyes of men. And so in the eyes of men, you are some weak Young girl, can't do much. But God says he has made you like a fortified city. Don't let men intimidate you. Amen. Amen. Don't let men intimidate you. Someone who is capable of standing against kings, standing to minister against officials, standing before them, Look at that. It says, you will stand against the whole land, the kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah. Wow. Everyone. That means that there's no one that is above when God has chosen you. Hallelujah. When God called Joshua, he was also afraid. He was also afraid. He was afraid to stand in front of the people to speak. He was afraid. Because he had seen the things that the people did to Moses. He had seen the congregation, how they were rebellious, disloyal, backbiters, complainers, saying all kinds of things. He was a witness. He was with them in a camp. And so he saw all of this. So when God called him, he was also afraid. Every church is like that. Every church has a group of people like that. Backbiters, gossipers, rebellious, disloyal, against rising up against everything that you are trying to do. Every church has a group of people like that. And so Joshua knew what he was getting into, and he knew the people. So he was afraid. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And let's read from, let's see, verse 16. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 16. 
He says, and they answered Joshua. This is, this is when Joshua is now the leader and he spoke to them about what, he's, what God is leading them to, what the plans are, what they are going to do. And, and at the end of his speech, the, the people answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Do you see? The people, that's how they are. That's how they talk. You know? They say, oh, we will do it. You want us to go and take selfies? Oh, how many of you are going to do it? Oh, we will do it. And then some people don't do it. Some people will do it. Some will not do it. Isn't that so? So this is what they were also doing. And they answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true? According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. So you should know already. So they said, only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. May the Lord be with you, as he was with Moses. And then they said, verse 18, he said, whosoever he be, that dot, he said, every church, you respect this group, this couple of people. But they said, whosoever he be, that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words, in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. You see, that is what you're supposed to be doing. That is what you're supposed to be doing. The people who will not hearken, don't leave it to the leader to, to be dealing with those things. You should be dealing with the people. You should say, this behavior is not tolerated in our church. Look, this is, you see, this is the Kodesh LCI Bronze North. This is Kodesh Bronze North. This behavior is not tolerated here. Take it somewhere. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You should deal with it right. They say anyone who, anyone who does not obey the command, we will kill him. Cut his head. (laughs) You cut his head. Amen. That is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's a be of good courage. Amen. Be courageous and dress up for the work. Just dress up for the work. People who try to intimidate you, just dress up for the work. God will set you. He says that I will be there to deliver you. Amen. Let me give you one last one for the evening. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes circumstances can, in life can really turn out to be very challenging. Very, very difficult. Very challenging. Very overwhelming. Do you understand? You can be in a situation where things are not working out at all. 
and things become very difficult. You can be, you can be in a very difficult circumstances. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when I'm talking about difficult circumstances, you see, I'm not talking, I'm talking about circumstances that are beyond your ability or that are beyond your control. Do you understand? You see, when I'm talking about circumstances such as, oh, you um, some difficulty with passing a test, passing an exam or something like that, you know, that is not a circumstance that is beyond your ability. You see, that one you can determine that I am going to really put in time and effort. You know, I am going to study the material. I'm going to dedicate time. I'm not going to work. I'm going to get all these books. I'm going to get all these past questions. I'm going to go over this and I'm going to do it. Do you understand? Those are circumstances that are within your ability, within your control. But the circumstances that is beyond your control such as difficult marriage. Do you understand? Such as difficult marriage. As much as you want the marriage, as much as you are working it out, there is another part that is beyond your control. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, when you happen to be in a situation like that, God is interested in you. When you have circumstances that is beyond your control, is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you have a circumstance where your papers, for instance, is beyond your control. It's not how hard you can work. It's not how well you can speak to uh, some officer. It's not how, how, how smart you are. It's not how, how, ma- how many degrees you have. You can go to school and go to school. Do you understand? So certain circumstances, they are beyond your control. Amen. Sometimes you are applying for a job and You have sent your resume everywhere. But you see, it's not, you cannot make people call you. You cannot make people hire you. So sometimes some of these, they are beyond your control. Now, when you happen to be in a situation that is beyond your control, understand that God is intending to use you. Amen. God is intending to use you. In the same such circumstances, God is intending to use you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. When you happen to be in a situation like that, God is intending to use you. God is interested in you in particular. Hallelujah. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. And verse 1. Don't know if you have time to read it, but let's read this story quickly. Judges chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was. When Israel had sown, that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites, and the children of the east, even they came up against them. So this is when the children of Israel had sinned against God, and so God put them in a situation where all the surrounding nations were taking advantage of the Israelites. So when they plant, 
when they will sow in the um, harvest season, they, all these people will come against them. And they will come and take all their things. All their harvest. So he says, the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. That means their products. Till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel. Neither sheep nor ox nor ass. They would take everything they had. And they were so weak, they could not fight these people. For they came up with their cattle, their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. They would bring their camel, graze, drink from their well, eat their corn, their wheat, everything, and destroy their land, and they would leave them. They were in a very bad situation. And they did not have the army. They didn't have the strength. The Lord God was their army. And they have sinned against him. And so this was a circumstance that was beyond their control. The enemies were numerous. He said that they came unto them as grasshoppers for multitude. Hallelujah. The next verse. It says, and Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all that oppressed you, and drove them out from before you, and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak. So God came to tell them what the reason was that they were going through what they were going through. And then he says, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Josh, the Abizrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. You see, this young man, so he was trying to sift some wheat he will clear the wheat, hide it, and hide it somewhere from the Midianites. So when the Midianites come and they destroy, take everything, he will find something for his family, what he is hidden. So look at, this is the kind of life that this guy was trying to live. So he will hide to do this. Do you understand? Difficult circumstance. Very difficult circumstance. And so this was the circumstance that he was in and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. You see, God is interested in people who are in difficult circumstances. When you feel weak, when you are a kind that is hiding wheat just to survive. When you don't think you have any strength, he comes to you to call you. I mean, do you understand? And he calls you mighty man of valor. 
Mighty man of valor. Amen. Do you think this is a kind of man that every man is looking at and they will say he's a mighty man of valor? He's an afraid man. This is an afraid man. He can't stand to face the Midianites. He's hiding small wheat. Do you understand? Yeah. So he's hiding wheat. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in that circumstance and says, you are a mighty man of valor. He says, before that, please. And the Lord appeared unto him. He said, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee. Do you feel that God is with you in these circumstances? He said, the Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. Wow. And then verse 13, he says, and Gideon said unto him, I'm not surprised at Gideon's response. He says, oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? So you are in a circumstance that you feel so forsaken that God is not with you. Difficult circumstance that you don't feel that God is with you. You don't feel that God is in this situation at all. You cannot feel that God is in this situation. So sometimes even when someone says, behold, God is with you. you say, mm-hmm. Thank you. You say, we have heard this before. You see? We've heard this before. God is with you. You, don't, you cannot see God, the hand of God in this at all. It says, oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this all this befalling me? If God is with me, why am I in these circumstances? If God is with me, why am I going through what I'm going through? If God is with me, I'm going to church all the time. I am praying. I am doing it. Why am I in this situation now? Amen. You see, you can be in a very difficult circumstance and you feel that God is not with you. But I am trying to tell you that whenever you feel like that, turn around and see that God is calling you. God is interested in you. God is interested in you. He says, and where be all this, where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Where are all of his miracles? Where are all of his miracles? Is he not the one that parted the oceans for, the, for our fathers to walk through? Is he not the one that brought manna from heaven? Is he not the one that did this? Is he not the one that took a nation out of another nation? Is he not the one that... So where are all the miracles? Even the miracles that he was performing before Pharaoh. Where are the miracles? And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. Go in this same strength. Go in this same strength. So the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Hallelujah. Have I not sent thee? He says, Go in this thy might. 
you don't feel like you have strength because you are looking at the strength of the Midianites. You are looking at the multitude. You are looking at the, all the applicants. You are looking at all the people who qualify for the job. You are looking at all the degrees that they have. You are looking at the accent, the way they speak. You are looking at their color. You are looking at how they relate to the boss. You are looking at how they are buddy buddies with the boss. How they go out together. How they, even the way they have conversation. When you went for the interview and you saw how they were giggling and laughing and talking, you, uh, you say, no, 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 not this for me. But the Lord is saying, go in this thy might. Go in this thy might. Go in this thy might. Go in this same strength. Go in the same strength. For, he says, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. I see God using the same circumstances that you are in. Turning their tables around. Turning your enemies around. And making you a victor. Making you an overcomer. In that same circumstances, God is lifting you up. The challenges that you have been through, the difficulties that you have been through, you look around and you say, is God in this at all? Is the hand of God in this situation at all? But the Lord is using the same circumstances and strengthening you and lifting you up. He says, your head shall be above the enemies. Your head shall be above the storms. Your head shall be above the clouds. He says, go in this thy might. Just the way you feel. I am sending you. Go the same way you feel. Have I not sent you? I will be with you. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. And let's bring the service to a close. It says, go in this thy might. Oh, yes. Go in this thy might. Go in this thy might. Go in the same strength. In the same strength. Just as you are. In this is thy mind. In this your situation. In this circumstances. Just go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. You shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. You shall overcome the enemies. In this same strength, you shall overcome the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Father of life, draw we are grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. That is not by our strength, it's not by our might. Lord, all too often we have looked at our circumstances, we have looked at our strength, we have looked at how we talk, how not so eloquent we are. Look at and our eyes. Let it rain. Oh, God, we will go. Bringing glory in the same way we feel glory out to you, Lord, and love the peace of God. Let it rain, oh Lord, oh Lord, I hunger for more of you. 
that you include us in this great ministry we thank you lord that just the way we are just as we are you are interested in us in our failures you are interested in us lord that we attempted something and it didn't work before you are interested in us lord you are interested in us just as we are even in our strength the way we feel how we feel inadequate how we feel unworthy you are interested in us we are grateful lord we are thankful lord how men have rejected us you are still interested in us oh jesus how not so eloquent we feel you are still interested in us we cannot speak well even as young people you are interested in us give you glory and honor what a merciful god we said we give you glory we thank you jesus for choosing us also to be a part of this kingdom in jesus name we are grateful and thankful if there's anyone here tonight you are not born again you want to give your life to Jesus you want to give your life to Christ 
you want to be born again this evening if that is your prayer you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior if that is your prayer lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you I'll share a short prayer with you anyone here like that you want to give your life to Jesus anyone here like that father we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation we thank you Lord for choosing us to approach we thank you Lord for calling us we thank you Lord for including us in this great kingdom what a privilege it is to serve you we give you glory and honor in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com